0: Day hey, one, when we step into a firehouse, you're building a legacy. So, if you want your legacy to be that lazy guy or that guy that doesn't want to do his job, then that's on you. But don't hold back those individuals below you.
1: Enchanted Sky Media. From the Federal Resources Studio, this is Code Three. The Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist, Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service, discussing firefighting strategy, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. This is the show for and about firefighters. We're informing and entertaining members of the fire service, just like you, from coast to coast. The most powerful position in the firehouse is likely not the captain. You know who I'm talking about, the senior man. He commands respect simply because he's seen a lot. But whether he recognizes it or not, he's also got a lot of responsibility. My guest today is a senior man, and he's here to tell us what that really means and why. Casey Clinkscales has been a firefighter for about 12 years now. He's currently working in Irmo, South Carolina. He's also an instructor with Upstate Rogues. And he joins me now. Casey Clinkscales, welcome to Code 3. Glad to be here. Probies have a lot to learn from guys like you. The question is, do they want to learn it?
0: I think they simply want to learn it, but it's just exactly how they want to learn it. One of the biggest things is that we give them the unrealistic expectation that once you come out of the academy or you get all your training, get you're good to go. But in reality, you still have much more to learn, and that's where the senior man comes into play. Instead of pushing that unrealistic expectation on them, it should be our job to teach them the job and make sure. We do what we can to make sure they're the best that they can be, and be the fireman that they want to be—that they essentially set out to be.
1: Is there a feeling among longtime firefighters like you that today's probies are not as motivated as they were when you started?
0: No, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that's the case at all. Everybody knows that day one we're all excited to get on the rigs, and you know we're setting goals that you know we want to eventually get to certain points in our career, the motivation will always be there. It's just how we display it and how we, uh, this will to see us as we're building our legacy coming into the fire service.
1: What is the most effective way for you to influence these younger guys?
0: Is to basically approach them, you know, with with, with the right attitude of, you know, not being like, oh, I got another guy. Approach them like, hey, man, you know, I want to show you the ropes. I want to help you reach where you want to be in your career. But first, got to start at being good as a fireman. So that's letting them know the standards and upholding expectations and teaching them the traditions of your department and your crew. And then once you go from there, They'll they'll eventually see. Hey, this guy's trying to help me be the best I can be, and then from there on, they'll lean on you in any, in any time of need.
1: Are you aware on a daily basis that you're a role model, for lack of a better phrase, that they're looking up to you? Do you have to watch out how you act?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, you definitely have to lead by example because the, the younger guys are going to look to look to you as that senior guy that's been there for a while. I mean, because. They're looking for the guys that have experience, that know the organization, that's done a little time on the rig. So you're pretty much their role model and pretty much how you act may be how how they try to act, you know, because they see you getting involved with a lot of things. So if you want, if you want your, your probies or your newer guys to be the best they can be, you've got to lead by example. So getting out there checking off the rigs the proper way, you know, repacking your hose lines checking the halyard on your ladders, and you know, all those little things, you know, making sure that you're ready to go and your rig is ready to go. Because the small things are what help set you up for success in the bigger, for the bigger things.
1: I'll be back with more right after this.
0: Federal Resources is a mission-critical solutions provider with only one goal, to empower and prepare the first responder for any threat at home or abroad that they are called on to respond to. Your mission is to protect and defend. Our mission is to make sure you're equipped with the knowledge and training on response techniques to current threats. We'll make sure you know the latest innovations in technology to ensure mission success every time. You look out for everyone else. Let us look out for you. Learn more at federalresources.com.
1: Now, you may not have actual authority over some of these guys, like, say, a captain or a lieutenant, but I'm curious how you deal with it when you see a younger guy screwing up and you want to let him know it.
0: Well, one of the biggest things is, like, that senior man, he, he he's the unofficial leader of the crew. So, I mean, pretty much, I mean, he has to know the captain's expectations and, his standards, and, you know. He has to, he he's that he's that ambassador between the officer and the younger guys. And then, you I mean you know, you as a senior guy, you're influential to not only the guys below you, but to the guys above you. So if the guys above you see that, hey, my crew wants to be the best they can be, you know, they should want to. And I hope they would want to take the time out and make sure that those things happen. So you as a senior guy, I mean, you you influence the guys above you and below you.
1: Do you ever run into a senior man who really doesn't want that responsibility and would rather not have to deal with it
0: oh uh, yeah i mean you you have those type of individuals in your organization, but you i mean you as that guy that you know has that opposite attitude or you know reaction towards things it, it's sure it's your responsibility to keep your peers in check, so I mean you have to let them know that hey, you're the senior guy of this crew or and, you know, like these guys are watching you, so your every move, they're watching you. So if you want to, I mean, you know, from day one when you step into a firehouse, you're building a legacy. So if you want your legacy to be that lazy guy or that guy that doesn't want to do his job, then that's on you. But don't hold back those individuals below you. You have to keep your peers in check at all times.
1: Think back to when you were new on the job. Did you have a senior man that you looked up to back then?
0: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely had a couple of them. I mean, one being one of my first ever captains, but I think the biggest one was one of my first engineers. I mean, every morning he came in, work on time, ready to go. I mean, he's kind of like always excited and jumping around, but I mean, that's what I want to be. If something that looked right on the rig, we were fixing it. If it that look right, we fixed it. If tools, you know, if tools are out of place, out of wag, not field, we took care of that stuff. And I mean, he always said that, I mean, if you want to be your best, you always... You got to be at your best, and that's taking care of the small things from equipment to your hose loads, to your rig, to your gear, to your air air packs. Make sure it's got air. Always set yourself up for success because humans are creatures of habit, and it's easy to get into a bad habit. And the hardest part is fixing a bad habit to get into a good habit.
1: All right, Casey Clean Scales, thanks for talking with us today on Code 3.
0: No problem. Appreciate the
1: invite. And we put some more information about the role of the senior man and upstate rogues on our website at code3podcast.com slash seniority. Check it out. Here comes your trivia question. When you're doing chest compressions for CPR, how often should you switch? I'll have the answer right after this.
0: If you like Code 3, you'll love the Code 3 Bull Session. It's more discussion with our guests on any topic. Sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's not so serious, but it's only available to patrons of Code 3. Find out what you've been missing. Go to Code3Podcast.com slash support. Pledge just $10 a month to support Code 3 and you'll get immediate access to all the Bull Sessions in our library and future interviews as we post them. Become a patron today, support the show, and get access to the Code 3 Bull Sessions.
1: When you're doing CPR chest compressions, it's best to switch out every two minutes, even if you don't feel tired yet. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. What do you think of this show? Let me know by email, scott at code3podcast.com. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I hope you'll join me. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. Code 3 is made possible through the generous support of Federal Resources. Visit them at federalresources.com. This show is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's show, or to subscribe to the podcast,
0: go to code3podcast.com.